0: The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. We've
2: not had a ski jumper on The Best in the World with Richard Parr before until now. And I've lined up one of the best of the best ever on this week's podcast. Nobody has won more World Cup events than Gregor Schlierenzauer. He is an Olympic champion, a world champion, and he did most of it very quickly between the ages of 16 and 26. And we discuss all of that amazing part of his career on this week's Best in the World with Richard Parr. But we also get him to talk about what's going on in his world right now. Gregor's recently returned after taking a break from the sport, having achieved pretty much everything that he wanted to. He took some time away and we find out exactly what he did and we now find out what his motivation is and what his new goals are now that he's back competing at the very highest level. He talks about looking at stars such as Roger Federer and Michael Phelps at what they did to reinvent themselves to find new motivation to become the very best, the best of the best. And this is what Gregor talks about on this week's Best in the World with Richard Parr. He also talks about coping with injuries and how he was competing in pain at the 2017 World Championships in Lahti. He also shares details of his diet And also explain what exactly goes through his mind before a jump. It it sounds pretty scary for me just to be up there, let alone do a jump. So he gives us an idea of the mindset of a world champion ski jumper. It's fascinating stuff. And he's quite motivational with some of his quotes. And he lets us know some of the quotes which helps motivate him and inspire him. Fascinating stuff coming up with the ski-jumping Olympic and world champion Gregor Schlierenzauer. Just before we get to the interview with Gregor, I want to remind you that we do have a crowdfunding page at Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash best in the world. It's there that you have the opportunity to support our podcast, to keep the lights on, to keep it going, so we can continue to learn from world and Olympic champions. There's various rewards if you do decide to support us. Thank you if you have already. If you haven't, one more time, go to the website patreon.com forward slash best in the world. All right, let's go ski jumping with one of the best ever. It's the Olympic and world champion, Gregor schlieren Zawa,
0: The Best in the World
2: podcast
0: with Richard Parr.
2: Gregor Schlierenzauer, welcome to the best in the world with Richard Bart, an Olympic champion a multi-time world champion won over 50 World Cups you've had an absolutely incredible journey and we'll talk about that journey and, and the start of your career a bit later in the show but I want to talk about this year in particular this year has had its ups and downs already hasn't it Gregor tell us about your injury and, and also your comeback from it please
3: yeah, hello everybody. It's nice to talk with you Richard. Thanks for the invitation. It's cool to to be a small part in your new lesson here and um yeah. Um what can I say? I I was a little bit in a difficult situation the last years. I I had a break. I I won mostly everything in my sport when I was young. And then I came to a point where it was Really, really difficult for me, and uh of course, for the mind, and I was a little bit in crisis, and then i i I was thinking about um, yeah to stop the sport, to stop my loss, and uh, then i I take a break, a break over a year, and say to me, "Okay, now it's time, just for myself i want I want not do any trainings or any any meetings of media, I won't just live. And then I went uh, on holiday to Canada to fulfill one of my childhood dreams to do a Haley skiing. Wow. And um, yeah, it was really, really great. You know, every, every day, new powder, a lot of snow. And it was really, really fucking awesome. <laughs> and till to, to that point where I crashed, And um, then I took an injury. I broke my or cut my ACL and that was really horrible. And um, yeah, it was uh, uh, one of my deepest points in my life. Um, I did not really know how it is uh, going further. Of course, an ACL is not not, uh, the hardest injury you can have. But for a ski jumper and for a, for a young athlete and me it was horrible and uh, it was all in a time where I had free and where I take the break from the sport from my career and yeah there there was something come together all to this point and yeah then i I fight it back and uh, i I think or I thought to myself um, okay now it's time to come back I really really miss. Key jumping i really really miss the feeling in the air and i want to come back and now i'm i'm motivated i'm fresh in my mind to to get this challenge and uh yeah this it was the last season where i came back and and it was also a really hard uh easy easy season it was uh, it was hard i had a lot of ups and downs but all in all i'm i'm satisfied with my comeback i'm yeah, now it's uh, it's that moment where everything is focused on the on the next Olympic Games.
2: Mm, fantastic, and y- you must have really needed that break because you know you you've been competing at a high level from the age of sixteen and 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 obviously taking mm-hmm. up the the sport longer. It those first few weeks in that break, was it just relief that ah, oh, I can just sit back and relax now or was there a little bit of the oh what do i do if i'm not training what do i do if i'm not practicing
3: honestly yes it was it was not so easy uh it was the first time in my life where i had a lot of time for myself and uh, of course it was it was uh not regular for me because i i was always uh had my, my structure and my plan, trainings plan, day plans, month plans. So, and then it came to the point where I had nothing, nothing to work, nothing to drain. And, um, I didn't think that it was so hard, but it was a great experience to, to have the challenge with myself, to, to get away from all the professional sport and all the professional situations where I grew up really, really young. and um, that was that was also the the point where I where I burned a little out mm. and uh, yeah it was it was not easy um, but it was uh, a really really great experience for me and for my personality and I really need it because um, I was I was really young I was sixteen when I came in the World Cup and uh, you know it's not it's not always so easy when you are when you're young, and uh when you start from zero to one hundred into the world cup, uh it was amazing, and there was so a lot of pressure on my shoulders and and so on and uh, one success to the other and uh it was so busy for me and of course, key jumpers I'm not the 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 biggest or the strongest persons in the world. we have just i think uh, sixty three kilos so that's also a point which is not so easy for us. And I was 10 years in in this business and uh, the amazing journey was that I really won mostly everything, just the Olympic gold individual medal is missing. And um, yeah, it was, of course, amazing journey for me to to fulfill all my my goals and that uh, the childhood dreams to become a professional ski jumper to become world champion to become olympic medals that was amazing the feelings the emotions and i'm really really proud and of course also thankful that i that i have this amazing journey but then it was as i mentioned the point um, where I set a new benchmark in my in my sport, and this was uh, with 47 World Cup victories. The all-time record was mm-hmm. from Matti Nikinen, a Finn legend, and uh, he had uh, 46 World Cup victories. And then I came and won everything, and <laughs> uh, till the point that I had uh, 47 victories, and now I have 53, so I can't imagine anymore. It's, it's always day by day uh, amazing for me, but this is also the point where it's not easy for the mind, because everybody says, what will you do? You have everything, you achieved everything, so take a break or, or I don't know, uh, do something other. And that was the hardest point.
2: So when you did decide to come back after your year break, did you and your team sit down and, and set some goals? Have you decided exactly what you're going to do next?
3: Um, yeah, I had a lot of time to <laughs> to work with myself. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, I also had a, a coach with me, uh, a psychological coach to help me. And um I think it's really interesting to see also other amazing sport athletes which are have set benchmarks like uh I don't know, Michael Phelps or Roger Federer, they also won everything. And then they had a time in their in their career, in their life where it is hard. And I think uh on the on the example of Michael Phelps, uh you can really see that um when you are human from, from, from child, from the beginning of a child, and, and you, you, you work so hard for your dreams day by day, and, and you do everything for the sport and just for the goal, and then you achieve the goal or set benchmarks, then you're falling down in a little hole and in and, and a little uh, depression. And this is, of course, uh, really interesting for me now to see. Uh, how other athletes react to this. And um, yeah, I really like the history of Phelps or Roger Federer now. And uh, he gives me so much motivation to, to fight back to the top, to fight uh, for my last goal, the, the Olympic champion. And um, yeah, to set day by day new goals is not just in the sport. Um, really, really good or you're you really really need a goal you also re- really need a, a a goal step by step in your life and this is what i what i took and it's a great experience for me mm. yeah it's it's without goals you cannot continue
2: yeah it's you know when you look at people like federer and phelps you know this podcast is called uh, the best in the world and and yet i think even a lot of the people we've had on this program admit that people like Phelps and Federer are the best of the best in the world, and and I guess that that becomes the ultimate goal, doesn't it, to try and be the person which can absolutely dominate. And you know that's one thing that you've already kind of done, isn't it, by getting over fifty World Cup wins, which no one has done before. And and didn't you do that before you're even twenty two?
3: Uh, no, not really. Um, I'm I'm now 27. Yep. And it was a, a journey over 10 years ah, okay. of hard, hard work. So I achieved uh, the benchmark 2013 when I was uh, 23.
2: Ah, 23. Yeah. Uh, more beating more than anyone else. It's just just incredible. Now you've got your, your new goals you're, you're now working towards it and I, w- I want to talk about this year's World Championships because you got injured just before that, didn't you? Uh,
3: last season? Yeah,
2: last season.
3: Just before Lati. Yeah, last season was <laughs> a big challenge for me um, uh, to come back in the, in the World Cup in the circus was of course really great and I uh, really loved it. But uh, it was also really hard and uh, and a big challenge. Um, I crashed um, before the World Championships and um, I it was not sure if I can get to the World Champs. And um, yeah, but I was really really lucky one that I had not a, a bad injury and I was really lucky one that the knees was was good again. And um, yeah, you you I was so close that I that I cut my ACL again. Uh, after working back, after come back and um, uh, my mind was also thinking, okay fuck, not again the, the whole thing uh, again to come back, to be in the hospital to have the, the surgery and, and then that was also in my mind but I was really, really lucky and um, I crashed, it was hard and uh, 14 days before the World Champ starts, I, I had this this crash in, in Oberstdorf at this key flying world cup and then yeah i i had a lot of work to do to recover to come back and uh, of course then then i i took the chance and uh, was in in the team with to fly to Lahti to Finland to the world champs and um, yeah then i i catch the medal with the team and of course it was really really emotional for me uh, after these ups and downs, after the hard time to come back to win my my first uh, team medal after the comeback, and uh, yeah, it was a, a big motivation for now and for the future.
2: Mm-hmm. It's amazing to to do that in 14 days and then to win a medal is is incredible. Were you actually yeah, did you actually jump in pain there, Gregor, or or was it settled down by that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no I I had a lot of pain um, but I can also say and I have to say thank you for my team behind for the physiotherapist for the conditioning coach they were day by night at me and we did everything from nutrition to to massage to physiotherapy to recover as we did really really
1: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
3: Everything that we that I I, I had the chance of the opportunity to, to, to take part at the World Champs. And yeah, it was for all of us, for for all my team behind uh, of course a great a great thing and, and really emotional that we that we took this challenge and uh, that we get all the medal and this was great. Mm. And of course, uh, to answer the question, I had pain.
2: <laughs> is that something <laughs> you do often? Do you compete a lot with pain?
3: Um, not normally. Um, I'm really thankful that I that my body is uh, quite good. Um, but of course, I'm, I'm feeling older and older and uh, I get much younger. <laughs> But uh, I'm really happy with my body and with my conditioning, so it's cool.
2: Mm. You mentioned diet and nutrition there. What are the typical foods you're eating when you're in, in
3: training? Yeah, you know, as a ski jumper, you have to be uh, really light and uh, your body should be really explosive. Uh, a lot of uh, jumping power, so there's quite effect, which is not really... Uh, fitting together you know we have to be light and uh, at the other hand really really explosive um, maximum uh, explosive training so for nutrition it's uh, it's not always too easy but uh, my secret is uh, to hear to your body um, to feel what you need and uh, of course, I'm I'm really in love with uh, a good breakfast. I think the breakfast is uh, the most and the best uh, lunch you will have per day. So I eat a lot of uh, proteins in the, in the breakfast, carbohydrates and proteins, a mixed combination at, at lunch and at dinner, just uh, carbohydrates.
2: Okay, so just to make that a little bit more simple for people, let us know, what did you have for breakfast, say, today, Gregor?
3: Um, today I had a, a whole grain muesli uh, with uh, blueberries. Um, then I'm really, really in love with uh, with smoothies. Smoothies and papaya, because papaya has the enzyme of... Uh, cutting the fats and the proteins. So it's really, really great. Um, So I had a smoothie with uh, banana, papaya, blueberries, and uh, yeah, whole grain uh, muesli. Mm. And sometimes I eat scrambled eggs in the morning and um, I'm really a fan of gluten-free because I'm feeling a little fresh, fresher and uh, not so tired when I eat gluten-free yeah
2: i I found the same i went gluten-free last year and and just gives i felt like it gave me a a lot more energy so i always have gluten-free porridge gluten-free oats but this
3: is this is all the thing uh, which i love as a professional sportman and because you have such great experiences and, and feelings with yourself and with your body to feel okay what is good for yourself what is what is what is good for your emotions, what is good for your feelings, and to work day by day just with your own potential. it's That's what, what I love as a ski jumper or, or as a sport outlet. And this is, I think, the biggest motivation day by day to my goal. Mm. With that
2: in mind, Gregor, when you're at the top of the platform, can you feel if it's going to go right, if it's going to be a good jump?
3: Yeah. You really feel if you are in good shape and uh, if the the jump is is, is working, you feel it really really fast when you take off on the on the on the jumping table, so you know we are we are speeding up the in run speed about ninety kilometers and then you 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 jump away from the table from the takeoff. and then yeah you really really feel um that the uh, the jump is, is working or not?
0: The best in the world podcast with Richard Parr.
2: We'll have more from Gregor in just a moment, but I want to take this time to tell you about Audible. Audible's one of the leading suppliers of audiobooks in the world for your iPhone, Android, or your MP3 player. It's a product I personally use on my iPhone. One of the books I've been listening to is 10% Happier by Dan Harris. It's about mindfulness. It's about meditation but it's also about his career as a broadcast journalist as a news anchor for ABC really interesting book by Dan I really enjoyed listening to it and you can do it for free using the code audibletrial.com forward slash best uh, and when I mean code, I mean web address, audibletrial.com forward slash best. There you have the opportunity to test out their service for 30 days for free. That includes one free audiobook. Maybe it is 10% happier. They've also got lots of other sports books and all different types of books. Whatever you like to normally read and now want to listen to. So that website address, one more time, audibletrial.com forward slash best. All right, let's return to the chat with Gregor Schlierenzauer.
0: The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. What
2: has been the greatest jump of your life? Do you know what that was?
3: (laughs) Um, <laughs> that's for me a little bit a luxury problem
0: <laughs>
3: because I really had some amazing jumps the last years, but for me personally, it is a training jump and, uh, it was a long time ago, 2009 in Chet Dan in Sapporo wow. and, uh, there I had a training jump where I felt mostly everything and i was so in the in the yeah by me and and in the in the situation inside and i felt everything and the jump was really amazing and i think this was for me the best one
2: <laughs> oh amazing and you know we're learning a lot from you on this episode of the best in the world with richard parr but also i believe red bull are doing a documentary on you following what you're up to is, is this right and how's that been
3: yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, when you have such a great, great partner and sponsor in life, um, it, it's always cool to make new projects and, of course, uh, to make a documentary of my of my life and and uh, yeah, of, a, of an athlete which grows up really really young, which is not always so easy, which was successful with. As a child, I can say, with 16 and then uh, over 10 years in the World Cup, till a point where he burned out, where he had a hard time, where he had the mindset, uh, of course, really negative. And now to fight back to his love, to ski jumping, to the sport, um, to the motion. I think this is really interesting. And um, yeah, I was really open minded to this idea from my sponsor which gives me wings every day. And and I think it's, it's, it's a cool documentary behind the scenes, how athletes are working and how athletes are thinking and all the emotions. And and I think in life, everything reduces to love, to love to things and people Mm. and to find this love again is maybe the best journey in your life. And this is day by day. And um, yeah, I hope that I can uh, bring out some uh, good perspective of, of my, of my life and of my personality with this documentary. And yeah, I'm really looking forward when it is coming.
2: Mm, Fantastic. Well, as soon as you put it out, we'll we'll share it on all of our social media channels and everything like that. Um, Gregor, before we went on the air with this interview, I I was slightly concerned of pronouncing your name correctly. Um, And I did ask (laughs) you because I've I've had a few troubles, mainly with some Dutch athletes on
3: this podcast. Um, You're not the first one (laughs) with problems with my name. (laughs) Really? Give me an idea of of maybe quite how bad it's got with some people. Uh, Yeah. I, I say Schlierenzauer, so it is really, really long and uh, there are a lot of <laughs> cool cool stories behind because when I was young, in the first year of the World Cup, I was so proud to give my first autographs and I always wrote down the full name, Gregor Schlierenzauer, and you know, um, it is really, really long and the first uh, autographs you were really proud and everything is good but it takes a long time to <laughs> to to write down the full name and uh, over the years it can be it become always shorter and shorter and uh, it was the nickname Schliere and now it's just G and S so <laughs> it's always shorter and shorter because I cannot I cannot take so much time for all the autographs. but um yeah this was a, a small story and also <laughs> I can I can remind um, when I was uh, in, in Japan the first time and in Japan, everything is difficult, you know, um, you cannot uh, read any signs. So it is really, really hard to understand the language. And I think also the the speaker on the event area had has a big problem with my name and I was on the gate and I heard in the background his pronunciation, my name. <laughs> And I was just laughing at the game because it was so horrible and forced. And then I uh, I took the jump. <laughs> so this was also a great history, a great story about me.
2: Was it actually a, a good jump in, in some ways? Did the laughing help you relax anymore? Did it help in any way? Or, or did it actually <laughs> turn into a bad jump because you just completely lost focus? Uh,
3: uh, no, you know, it's really similar than goals keep jumping it's really sensitive and of course you have to be really focused on the jump but also not um too, too much into the plan or too much about the thinking you have also to be free in motion and to, to feel free and uh, sometimes um, these stories can be really helpful to make a good jump <laughs> mm. <laughs> um-
2: I'm going to wrap up in just a moment I've I've got some notes in front of me and I think this is a quote of yours which I think I ever saw on your Facebook page or I may have seen on a YouTube video and it says all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them now again before we started this interview I was talking about how scared I was just going up to the platform let alone jumping off and doing (laughs) a big ski jump Uh, do you consider yourself a brave person
3: sometimes yes sometimes no um, I think um, we all have our our experiences and challenges in life and some, some things um, work easier and some things are a big challenge but um, when you really work hard on yourself and on your potential and um, you really work on your dreams I think you can really or mostly achieve everything in life and this is a little bit my quote
2: Mm, fantastic! Yeah, it's very inspiring. Are there any other quotes that you use to try and push yourself further on certain days?
3: Yeah, to be to be successful in the air, you have to overcome the obstacles on the ground.
2: Oh wow! That's that's amazing. <laughs> and I think that is the that is the perfect way to to end this interview, Gregor. That's absolutely incredible. I'm going to think about that a lot. Um before we go, can you just remind us where we can find you online on on Facebook or on on any of your social media channels so we can continue to follow your journey, please?
3: Yes, yeah, sure. You can find me on Instagram or on Facebook under my name, my difficult name, Gregor Schlierenzauer, <laughs> or also you Google me. and but it was it it is a really pleasure to to talk with you richard and um it would be really cool if we if we meet us together on a ski jumping hill that i can uh yeah take you a small part behind the scenes
2: that that would be lovely let's let's try and do it once you've won another olympic gold medal um that, that, (laughs) that would be great um after after Pyeongchang, Gregor, it's been so wonderful to talk to you. Thank you for that invite. I will definitely take that up. That'll be sensational. Thank you for speaking to me today, and thank you for being the best in the world.
3: <laughs> thank you, Richard. It it gives me a lot of motivation, and um, yeah, I keep I keep working hard day by day, and hope that I can uh, fulfill my childhood dream to be Olympic champion, individual champion, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward for. For the whole new season, I think it's going to be a cool one and a tough one. And yeah, a lot of experience are coming. Thank you very much.
0: The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr.
2: Not long to go now until the Winter Olympics. And if you enjoyed that conversation with Gregor, you might enjoy some other conversations we've had with Winter Olympics superstars on the best in the world with Richard Parr. Maybe go back and listen to my interview with the skier Julia Mancuso. We've also spoken to Johnny Mosley and Charlotte Caller. We've got the Curlers, Eve Muirhead and Brad Jacobs. They've been on the programme as well. All of them are available at acast.com forward slash best, at sportaccino.com and on iTunes. I listen to my podcast on iTunes, I am honest. And I am subscribed to The Best in the World with Richard Part. I hope you have too. Have you given me a rating and review yet? Have you? Have you done that? If you haven't, could you pretty, pretty please do it? It really does help our show. I'd really appreciate it if you could do it. All right, that's it for this week's Best in the World with Richard Parr. Thanks to Gregor Schlierenzauer. Thanks to you, the listener, for spending time to listening and learning from the best. And I'll be back with you next week. Goodbye.
0: The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr.